Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. John, we have an awesome show lined up for today, as usual. You know, we're going to start off talking about um, how to find the best deals online, right? Yeah, 15 ways. This is uh, from Dave Ramsey. Some pretty pretty good tips. I and mean, some of these I think we, we've talked about before, but um, some other ones on here I had not seen. So you want to make sure you stick around. I mean, gosh, this online shopping is just so popular. Um and the programs they have that are that are checking, following you online are more sophisticated as well. So you got to be careful. And there's some incredible apps to use too. They so, are. you know, we all shop online more and more nowadays. So you, you need to take advantage of the apps and the coupons that are out there and all the stuff, all the ways you can get great deals. So uh, this is a really good, really good segment. And then we're going to follow that up with talking about Social Security. When do you draw Social Security? You know, this is one of these things that people tend to overlook and don't think about till they, they get to be 62. The truth is, though, Social Security is very important, and uh, it's it's a third to a half of most people's income in retirement. So you you got to make sure you get this decision right. So we're going to dig into that, and I think that'll be a very interesting topic. Um, by the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 23 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 25 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Um, our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. That's where you can get the link to the podcast. We also have a lot of videos and some other calculators out there that you can take a look at your retirement scenario. Some of the things we're talking about today with Social Security, you can kind of work that in a little bit. And uh, we have a Facebook page, and um, we also have been tweeting quite a bit lately. So go check out our Twitter page. It's MoneyMD. So uh, we're out there in uh, in the social media world quite a bit. We're all over the place. Yes, we're, we're everywhere. Are. We're everywhere. <laughs> and do send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net. Or you can link to us right there off the website. Um, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yes, yeah, Steve, this comes from a um, a retirement confidence survey that was just done, and some good news. Um, about sixty four percent of a thousand American workers surveyed in in January of this year they they felt somewhat confident or very confident that they had accumulated sufficient assets. Um, to sustain a comfortable retirement, and that's a pretty significant increase going all the way back to 2009. That was a 10% 10 percentage point jump, um, you know, going back nine years. So 64%, uh, I don't know, I would debate that a little bit. Most people that come in to see us um, don't really have a good idea. That's why they're coming in to see us. Yeah, it sounds a little high to me, but, um, you know, I mean, those are probably the people that invested in in the stock market. Um, the stock market's done well over the last five years and 10 years. So, you know, good markets do wonders for retirement plans. But if you're all in fixed income, then you're not easily going to catch up. And, you know, that's probably that third that <clears throat> that aren't so sure um, that are sitting there in fixed income. But that's a great fact of the week, no doubt. Yep. And that leads us up here to, to our first topic, and that is the ways to find the best deals online for shopping. You know, this is a great topic. Yeah, online shopping. I mean, you can do that from the comfort of your couch, right? Any, of course. Any time of day, they are open 24-7. Oh, yeah. So, I buy stuff at night all the time. That's yeah. like my thing on the, you know, 
after nine o'clock when I'm laying on the couch. Dangerous, huh? <laughs> it's dangerous. Get get an idea for a golf trip or something, right? Yeah, and, catching up on all the stuff that I've been, <clears throat> you know, salivating over all week. Yeah, so I mean, gone are the days you have to wait in long lines to to fight over the latest latest toy or gadget. You know, um, Toys R Us I think is going bankrupt as well. It's amazing all the uh the brick and mortar that's that's gone awry i mean they're just out yeah um, retail companies are having a rough time because online is kind of taking over that's right so finding great deals it's only a couple clicks away and while shopping online is awesome it can also be dangerous for your budget if you're not careful so we're going to kind of look at a couple uh actually a couple 15 ways to, to to find the best deals online and again we've covered some of these in the past but there's some new ones on here as well and the first one is is use a coupon code and Make it a policy to never purchase anything online without finding a coupon. I didn't. That's right. I, and I don't do that. I mean, I've, I don't know if you, you, you do know, that or not. Well, there is one of the best apps I've ever seen for that is called Honey. Have you ever used Honey? No. It's a fantastic app. It's an add-on to your to either your phone or your uh, computer, you know, browser, and um, it'll just whenever it sees that you're searching on a website that it's plugged into. It'll notify you, and if you click on the button, it'll automatically search all the coupon codes that are on the internet, mm. and it'll try them all. So, honey, then, H-O-N-E-Y. H-O-N-E-Y. Just cool. look that up, and uh, yeah, it'll find the best coupon code for you, and it'll ask you if you want to apply it, but it's try, it'll try them all that's out there. Yeah, they also have uh, uh, coupons.com and retailmenot.com, so those are three really good things you got to check out. I've never done that before. I know... I'm going to talk to Tammy because she does a lot of shopping for us online as well. So that's a pretty good one. Coupon yeah, code. Ask her if she uses honey. Yeah, she might. She might. Um, so and then another one is, is let someone else bargain hunt for you. There are plenty of sites out there that uh, will comb through online sales to keep you in the loop for the best online shopping deals. Um, if you look at um, dealnews.com or offers.com or moneysavingmom.com, it'll do the searching for you. And it's going to take some digging um, you know, uh, to, to find the right deals, but you know, they will actually, I guess you, I don't know. I've never used those before. I'm going to go check some of these out. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll re- report back on there these, but yeah, someone else is, is looking and trying to find the best deals on the items that you're looking for. Yeah, those are good ones. Another one here is shop on the right day. You know, you want to keep out for sales that drop on specific days of the week you know, many stores, they roll out special discounts and deals toward Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. And if you're looking for, you know, a deal flying the friendly skies, um, Sunday's typically the best day for purchasing airline tickets. But, you know, there's an app for this, too. You know, particularly if you use Amazon, Camel, Camel, Camel is the best app I've ever seen on Amazon for tracking the prices. And, and it'll pull down a chart for you and show you the daily price for whatever it is you're shopping for. And so you can see the lowest price, and then it'll notify you if you want to set a price and to say, hey, notify me when it gets below this certain price. This is the way we bought our Christmas tree when we replaced it you know, mm. last year or something, and it notified us some like six months later, and it said, hey, this, this tree's finally dropped down to the price you were looking for. So we went and bought it. It's camel, cool. camel, 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 camel. Amazon. That's that, creative. It goes on Amazon, yeah. It, it's, oh, it attaches to Amazon? Yeah, it'll attach to Amazon. Okay. It's cool. Check that out. All right. Another one here is find free shipping. There's, you know, a lot of online promos today. You should rarely have to pay for shipping. It's just not it's not worth paying the higher prices just to get the, you know, the the shipping that you have to 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 get free. You gotta shop around a little bit. There's a cool website it's called freeshipping.org. 
and you can find free shipping codes um, and it offers, you know, to thousands of stores online. So freeshipping.org. Interesting that it's org. Most of the time it's com. Right. I don't That's know. That's weird. It must be a nonprofit. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll check these out. <laughs> we'll have some homework out of this. Another one here is um, outsmart dynamic pricing. And, um, you know, dynamic pricing is simply when the retailers hike up the prices online um, based on your zip code, your search history, either, either even when you're shopping on a mobile device or a laptop. Um, if you want to keep that kind of price gouging at bay, here's what you got to do before you go on the online purchase. You got to clear your browsing history and your cookies, sign out of the social media sites, and then switch to private browsing um, in your browser. Yeah, and sometimes mm. called incognito mode. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I do. For when I'm shopping for airline tickets, uh, I'll typically do that. And another thing I do is I don't shop until I'm absolutely ready to purchase it because it makes me infuriated when they raise the price on me just because I'm searching. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they, they, you know, they track that this trip, this ticket's been searched for. You know, today, like you know, extra time. The other day, I got so angry, I was buying a ticket. And I had trouble checking out, and it wouldn't accept, I don't know, my login, or it was my wife's uh, uh, freaking flyer code. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't set, accept her freaking flyer number. And so during all that, I had to go search it again to try it again. And every time I searched it, it would hike the price by 20 bucks mm-hmm. every time. So by the end of the night, it had hiked the price like $50 a ticket on me because it wouldn't wow. let me check out. That's the dynamic, and I see that with the um, and it flying. Just, it infuriated me, so I just finally I said, "Forget it. I'm not buying it today." And the next day, the price was back down. Yeah. You know, when I went on private mode and searched. So you got to really be careful about that. And I think you know, for things like airline tickets, you only want to search when you're absolutely ready to buy it. <clears throat> so, and then you got to just jump on it and not not do too much searching. Yeah, because, don't go back out. Yeah, because it knows it's been searched for. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one here is the buy discounted gift cards. You know, if you're going to spend money at a specific store, um, buying discounted gift cards can be a huge saver. Sites like Raise.com, CardCash.com, they let users sell gift cards at a reduced price. Um, So let's say you already know that you're going to be going to, you know, your back to school shopping at Old Navy or your Christmas shopping at Costco. Well, then why not buy a, gift, a discounted gift card to the store? You could save 10 to 15%. And, of course, if you're spending a lot of money, I mean, that's going to add up huge. Mm-hmm. I like so that. So that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, another one here is uh, use apps for extra savings. A lot of popular um, online sites like Groupon, Living Social, Price Grabber, they all have apps that compare and offer exclusive limited time deals. Uh, they offer a wide range of offers like um, – discounted pedicures at a local spa, maybe household decor items and, and everything in between. So these are these are pretty cool. I don't use these right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check these out. Um we'll uh we'll report back on these in a couple of weeks. Another one here is try price matching. Stores like Kohl's, Target and Walmart, they all participate in price matching with competitors. And speaking of Walmart, their app offers a savings catcher that is pretty much a price matching tool. You can scan your receipt. Walmart compares the prices, and then they'll refund you the difference in a digital gift card if an item is advertised cheaper at a competitor's store. So that's not too shabby. No, no. I know Kathy does that. Absolutely, she does. Yeah, Yeah, she does. Yeah, we're pretty good shoppers. I think she's talked about that before. Yeah, she has. Prescription of the week. But here's one I didn't know. You know, if you leave items in your cart... 
Okay, but you got to be patient, and that I'm not very good at patience. <laughs> but if you leave items in your cart, just because you put the item in your cart doesn't mean you have to buy it right then. And so if you abandon it in your cart, many sites, they will send you a savings offer in a follow-up email, like, say, the next day. And that's a great way to score, like, a 10 to 20% off coupon code with very little effort. All you have to do is just, instead of, of buying it right away, just be patient um, stick it in your cart. You avoid the impulse buy, and you know that within a day, there's a great chance they're going to send you a coupon and say, "Hey, you left this item in your cart. Here's a coupon. You know, buy it with a ten ten or twenty percent discount." Mm, I like That's that. a great idea. Yeah, that is good. Another one here that on the list. Talk to the chat box. Um, those live chat boxes that pop up while you're doing your online shopping. They can be annoying, uh, but um, you know. They, you know, you can actually um, score some savings in this as well. If there's uh, any kind of special sales or promo codes, you can ask the um, the person that you're talking with if that is something that can be applied um, to your purchase. So chat box, you know, check it out. If you don't have any of these other codes we're talking about, that may be an option. And another one here on the list is get social. It pays to follow your favorite stores and brands on social media. Many brands will announce special flash sales for their social media followers. And even some, they'll offer some free shipping codes. So if you really love a specific brand or store, follow them on social media, um, and you may be able to take advantage of some of the sales for being in the loop. Yep, that's a good one. And then um, another one here is to track the price drops in the sales. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but you know, did you know that there are apps that will track the price drops for you? Um, like we just mentioned, Camel, Camel, Camel on Amazon does a great job of showing you the price history and can notify you when it drops below a certain price. But then here's one that, that apparently works on a lot of other sites called List, L-Y-S-T. It's a glorified save for later list that will also alert you um, as soon as the price drops to the point you're looking for. Um, so you can even shop by item description or store brand. You know, when you're doing your online shopping, price blink We'll also show you the price comparison of the item that you want to buy at numerous stores. So priceblink.com, I guess, is probably the website. But that way you can compare the prices with little effort. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah, uh, we got three more here. The The third one is um, buy online and just pick it up at the store. So instead of paying the shipping cost to your home, you can just go pick it up at the store. So that's, yeah, I don't like that one too no, much. No, I, right. I don't like going to stores anymore. No. Yeah. A lot of times but, there's not a physical store any, anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kathy goes to the stores, but then yeah. she's using the the, the uh, shopping, you know, now like Walmart will deliver mm-hmm. stuff to your car. Yeah, right. You that's, pretty, so, that's pretty cool. It's working pretty cool. Another one here is get the refund. And, uh, you know, price matching is great, but getting the refund, uh, the difference is even better. It can be annoying. Uh, first of all, you have to notice that the item's price went down. And beyond that, you have to go to the store in person to claim the match, and that can be you know time-consuming as well. So when I let the robots be the middleman for you, there's uh, a, a something called Paribus. We'll go back through your email confirmations and track what you've purchased, and if the price has dropped, they'll take care of filling uh, or filing the price adjustment for you while you keep the savings. So it's amazing. Wow, wow. that's pretty cool. <clears throat> I wonder if you have to give them a lot of information. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So get right. the refund. The last one here is negotiate the price, and... Um, how do you do that? There's something called price waiter. 
It's the online shopper's personal haggling machine. Install this plug-in to your browser and shop around like normal. Price Waiter will pop up giving you the option to make an offer on the item. Um, Usually you'll know if the offer was declined, accepted, or countered within 24 hours. So some of this scares me a little bit with the information that you're allowing them to have. Yeah, it's like you're telling your computer to talk to their computer and negotiate. I, I don't know. That's... That's that's kind of weird. So, but a lot it's of a lot of good tips on here. Um, yeah. I'll try the camel, 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 and do the um, yeah the this, coupons. Yeah, and I might do this Paribus one. That's pretty yeah, cool. Check too. this out. So, we'll uh, maybe report refunds. back. Yeah, but these are great great lists, no doubt. So uh, happy shopping with all those great <laughs> tips. But make sure it's in your budget. Make sure it's within your budget. That doesn't mean just go and blow the budget. But if you're going to do it, do be smart about it. And, uh, and that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with the stock market. And, um, you know, we saw January was a, a, a phenomenal month up until the last week. And then we had a correction in the market. The markets were off about 10% in late January and February. So the question is, is um, you know, should I move my money to cash or be more conservative? And I would say generally, you know, no. I mean, if you're in an allocation um, you know, you're looking out 10, 15, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, these adjustments that we've had in the market in 2018 are, are pretty normal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've had a flat, you know, six months in the market. The market's having a decent month this month, but who knows? You know, that can change in a day. And um, so you don't know what the next six months are going to be. But for anything, after a flat period in the market, you know, you might be more optimistic about the next mm-hmm. six months. So I don't think I'd, I wouldn't be moving out of the market. Yeah. I mean, it has to fit in with your overall strategy. I think you, have, you have to have a plan and that strategy has to fit the plan and so forth. And, it, you know, people are forgetting, you know, 2017 was a fantastic year, followed up with a right. really good year from 2016. So having a flat 2018 is really not that unusual. Right. And we've been through a full correction. We went through one in January um, and beginning of February, and the market's pretty well recovered from that. So, you know, it's pretty normal, I think, to go through a correction and be at this point, you know, six months later. Um, so just hang in there. Yeah. Take the long term approach. Don't don't panic and don't don't go moving all to cash. That would certainly not be our recommendation. So, all right, and that leads us up here to our next topic, and that is when to draw Social Security. Um, Very important question, and we based this on an article out of the Washington Post by Rodney Brooks here recently. And, um, you know, John, I mean, Social Security is a really important piece of the retirement income picture, and it makes up about a third to a half of most retirees' income. So you want to make sure you get this decision right when it comes to choosing when to draw Social Security. And if there's one piece of advice that most financial advisors agree on, um, and that is Social Security and that you should delay taking it until you really need it. And until age 70, if possible, um, since you can almost double your monthly paycheck by delaying that long compared to taking it at 62. Now, granted, um, it may be good advice, but very few people do um, delay Social Security. And uh, it makes you wonder, you know, if there's a disconnect between what financial planners say and real people. In fact, most Americans don't wait at all. According to the Social Security Administration, 37% of people take the benefits at 62 as soon as they're eligible. And most take it before full retirement age, which is 66 or, or 67 today. Um, another 18% take the benefits um, at 66, 
or 67, and then um, only 3% wait until age 70 to take it. Yeah. So that's a very small percentage. Yeah, it is that a very actually, small. Actually wait. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, and, you know, part of the problem, Steve, is, uh, you know, life expectancies for retirees, they're ever increasing. It's close to 85 now, <clears throat> and according to the last report, from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, if you live until 65, you're likely to live another 18 to 20 years, depending on your sex. And, uh, you know, if you take Social Security before full retirement age, you lock in into a 25 to 30 percent reduction for the rest of your life. Whereas if you wait till the age of 70, you get an additional 32 percent increase in your monthly benefits. It's roughly 8 percent per year that you wait. So um, it gives you some long longevity insurance, basically. Absolutely. So the question is, you know, should you take it at 62, at maybe full retirement age at 66 or 67, or do you wait until age 70? And the truth is, it, it depends. It depends on your situation. Generally speaking, if, if it's all possible, you want to delay taking Social Security until you at least reach full retirement age. Um, of course, you know, that's easier said than done because most Americans who haven't saved enough for retirement probably feel like they don't have any other good options. And we see a lot of retirees that don't. I mean, they really do need the income mm-hmm. at 62 if they're going to retire at 62. So, you know, some people are forced into that decision. However, um, you know, Social Security is not always a black and white answer. You know, planners um, like us, you know, we have software that helps us compare different strategies. But in general, it's usually better for the spouse with a higher benefit to delay it as long as possible. Um, and that's because it, it the, the, the survivor of the two gets the higher benefit for the rest of their life. So you're looking at two life expectancies for the higher benefit. Um, often, though, the software will say wait until age 70 for the spouse with the higher benefit, but it depends on your circumstances. It depends on how much you've saved up. For instance, if it looks like you'll be forced to withdraw too much from your savings early in retirement, then maybe you do take it early to avoid having to take a lot of money out of your 401k plan and, uh, you know, pushing up your tax bracket, but also kind of, you know, depleting your savings early. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, Steve, advisors usually recommend people wait until, you know, full retirement age, if not 70, if they're healthy, maybe they have some other income or assets that they can uh, tap, or maybe they can work part time. And if you have two working spouses, if at least one of them can wait, it is a great way to hedge your bets. You're assured that one spouse will get a bigger benefit and lock in a bigger survivor um, benefit long-term. And the details of Social Security planning, it, they can be daunting. It is confusing in certain cases. And that would lend itself to to people defaulting to the earlier decision. You know, get it when you can. You know, bird, you know, and hands worth two in the bush. I've heard that a lot of times. So, you know, a lot of people do get it at age 62 with based on the stats. That's right. And as we mentioned, I mean, very few people are waiting to age 70. Only about 3%, according to the studies, And really, you know, there isn't an optimal guideline for when to claim. It depends on each person's individual situation regarding your health, your finances, your family situation, your job status, etc. Taking Social Security early for some is a rational decision. Um, You know, people retire and they take Social Security for different reasons. And when people um, say wait for normal retirement or age 70... um, you know, so that you can get the most out of it. They, they're they really trying to maximize the benefit over their lifetimes. 
So that's a good thing to do. Um, studies show that African Americans tend to to take uh, early retirement disproportionate um, when it comes to Social Security, and many times that's because of health, um, because African American men sometimes are hedging their bets since they historically have had shorter life expectancies. Um, they, you know, pay it out for their lives, and they often know their fathers or brothers maybe didn't live as long as as the life expectancy tables. However, though, you know, even though it's a rational decision, people are living longer, so you have to take that into account. You can't just look at history. So despite these realities, the largest percentage of folks take Social Security as soon as they can, at age 62. And that's a mistake, since you could wind up, you know, living for two or three more decades, and there are some things that, though, that you can do to help allow you to hold off taking Social Security too early. So let's talk about a couple of these. First, you could save more during your working years in an after-tax account that you can easily get access to. Um, you can also max out your Roth IRAs each year to build up a stash of tax-free money to use before drawing your Social Security. That would not only give you a place to draw the substitute, in, substitute income, but it would also allow you more flexibility in retirement to help control your tax situation year after year, giving you the choice of where to draw your income beyond your 401k. Just maxing out a Roth IRA for five years um, when you're in your 50s with, say, $6,500 per year could grow enough to easily replace drawing Social Security for two years while you delay your benefit. Um, so that would be that would be significant. Another move, though, would be to simply stay in your job longer. Remember that delaying even a year or two can make a big difference since your benefit goes up by about 8% per year every year you delay. If your benefit was, say, $2,000 per month at age 62, then delaying just two years would give you an extra $360 per month at age 64. I mean, that's a lot of extra income, so that's certainly something to consider. Yeah, and this next solution here is something we see a lot of people doing, is, and that's working part-time for a few years at the beginning of retirement. Uh, that might be the easiest solution of them all. And the primary reason people take the benefit so early is because they need the income. So people that need the income, um, you know, that from that day they retire from their current job. So working part-time in retirement may not only be the perfect transition into retirement, but it also gives you added income um, to delay your Social Security for a few years while you let it grow. So think about how working three days a week for a few years could potentially give you twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year that you might uh, need to replace Social Security while still getting a four-day you know, weekend every single week. So that part-time solution may, may work for you. Um, that three years you delay the Social Security would translate into something like an extra 24% of benefits, um, which will last you know, the, your entire life and potentially the life of your spouse as well. So part-time work is a, potentially a good solution for a lot of folks. It is. We see a lot of people do that, and uh, it's a nice transition to retirement as well. And it's not you know, a perfect answer for everyone. Um, you know, one advisor here in this article says that he sometimes recommends that his middle class millionaire clients, they take it early, even though they can afford to wait. Um, you know, his logic is that they are in the best shape of their lives. Um, you know, there's so many things they could do in their early 60s simply because they they won't need it later um, and they could enjoy the money now. And, you know, they might upgrade a trip. They might go first class. Um, they might 
you know, go to Europe um, for whatever their lifestyle goals may be. He says some clients just give the money to their grandchildren. Um, but most times the recommendation from financial planning, from a financial planning perspective, is to wait until at least full retirement age or even until age six seventy. Uh, from a financial planning standpoint, you know, the goal is to maximize the lifetime benefit, but that may not necessarily be your goal. Quite frankly, you know, money's worth more early in retirement than it is later in retirement, simply because you're in the best position to really enjoy it early in retirement. Of course, no one wants to run out of money. So, you know, aside from that danger, the question is, when will you be able to in most enjoy the extra income? Sometimes the answer is earlier than age 70. Um, on the other hand, you know, people tend to overestimate, underestimate how long they're going to live. You know, they always ask, you know, how long did my parents live? And they base their assumptions on that. However, that's history. And longevity today is better than what your parents enjoyed. I mean, kids today, you know, they may live to age 100 or 110. Who knows? I mean, for now, though, you need to plan on what you do know, and that is the benefit rises substantially every year you delay. So delay your Social Security as long as it is practical to maximize your benefit for you and your spouse. That's kind of the moral of the story here, but um, very important decision. You don't want to uh, get that wrong, so at least yeah. put some good thought into it. Good discussion. All right, and that leads up to our final thing here, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, there was an announcement uh, this last week that as of September the 21st of this year, credit freezes are going to be free. In some states, they have uh, actually charged for that. Um, so the prescription is is to consider freezing your credit. It's not a, a fix-all for um, the, the issues that we're having with identity theft, but it does protect your credit. Someone can't open credit in your name. There's three agencies you have to do that with, and you can thaw it temporarily. They have websites that you can go on and, and open it up if you needed to purchase something, but it's going to be free as of September. Yeah, that's great news um, because, you know, it really is a no-brainer to, to if you want to protect yourself from identity theft, a credit freeze is kind of the number one solution that experts recommend. Mm -hmm. um, so you go on all three websites, you know, Experian, um, TransUnion, and uh, Equifax. Equifax, and you can freeze your credit. And so now it's free, and you can go back online and thaw your credit whenever you need to. So uh, take a look at that. Um, it's a great option if you want to protect your, your uh, identity. And um, so that's your prescription of the week. This has been this week's edition of MoneyMD. Do turn in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net, and email us your questions at info at moneymd.net, or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Smart Investor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Dan Associates, a registered investment advisor.